What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks on Thanksgiving. Uh, that's right. We're recording right now in the middle of the day. If you're in the US and you are celebrating Thanksgiving, that is, which means that it's uh, a great honor to have Camille Davis here in the middle of cooking duties. <laughs> Join us to talk about the Bucks. They beat the Pistons uh, by 20 points. Uh, that's just what they do. They do that every time these two teams play. But they finished up a five-game road trip, so we're going to break that down. We're going to talk about Giannis being tired all the time. We're going to talk about Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis. Uh, there's plenty to get to, so let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win To Locked On Bucks, I'm your host Kane Pippen. You can hear me and see me on this show daily, and also find my work over at ESPN Australia. Uh, we, as always, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every day. Maybe you're listening to this in the middle of Thanksgiving. Maybe you've had some sort of argument with the family, and you're like, you know what? Let's just remind ourselves that the Bucks have won a five-game road trip, a five-game homestand, I should say. Or maybe uh, you're like me, and you're in a country where you don't celebrate it, and it's just Friday. But either way, we appreciate you guys listening to the show. Uh, joining me from the Technical Foul podcast, regular and and honestly, quite honestly, backed by popular demand. The YouTube comments were <laughs> very complimentary of Camille Davis, as they should be. One of my favorite people to talk basketball with. Camille, it's 3 p.m. in the afternoon on Thanksgiving, which mm-hmm. leads me to begin this podcast by asking, what is wrong with you? Why are you, why are you podcasting <laughs> with me? You know, Kane, the only answer to that question is I really love the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. I mean, really, I mean, I ran a 5K this morning, got my... My nice, you know, turkey trot ah, yeah. year on, cooking part of Thanksgiving dinner. Took a little break to talk Bucks basketball because uh, what a homestand we just had. And I'm not trying to set you up here, but how's the cooking going? Everything going to plan so far, would you say? Okay, so first of all, <laughs> this, <laughs> this I was assigned the macaroni and cheese to cook mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And that is a very, very, very big deal in all Black households across America. I cannot mess this up. And it got off to a rocky start. I won't lie to you. I did not mm-hmm. expect the water to even take that long to get the noodles going. Like my timing's all off. Mm-hmm. I was honestly expecting to have the macaroni and the cheese in the oven when we started this, but it's not how it worked out. But we're gonna, you know, we're we're winging it at this point. So hopefully everything turns out great. Um, I have confidence that I'll be able to figure it out, um, even though things aren't going exactly how I planned it to. All right, that's cool. Well, you, you did also tweet, and by the way, I've only just woken up over here, so I, I splashed some water on my face, <laughs> got this thing going. Uh, but I did see one of the first tweets I saw when I jumped on Twitter that you said, you're starting to get a little bit hungry, so who knows? This might be a bit of a spicy podcast, so we'll see what happens. But the Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks beat the Pistons, so I mentioned that they just blew the doors off them again, and it wasn't your traditional beatdown or your, your I guess, uh, standard Bucks beatdown of uh, the last couple of games here where they race out to a huge lead and then it gets close at the end. It was kind of, they, they got off to a quick start then it hovered around that sort of 10-point margin and felt for a long time. But in the end, uh, they win by 20 points. They're now 11-8 and eight. They're in the sixth seed 
in the East, which is nice to see. They're out of the play-in tournament uh, zone there, as we are. I had someone say we went a bit early. We're saying we're at the quarter way mark, but there's 19 games. This is the quarter way mark, okay? You know, the next few games, it's the quarter way mark. Get, get over it. Come on. But the Bucs, uh, you know, I mean, they, they took care of business here because the I hear everyone saying, well, we have to acknowledge the teams they played. You absolutely do. The Bucs should expect to go 5-0 and on this road trip. But also, we've all been watching NBA for long enough to know that there's typically one game where it just they don't show up or they don't quite bring it. And I think that this team honestly looked to me like a squad that realized that, okay, this might be time to take advantage of this. This might be time to show some urgency in all these games because when you look back at the way they started, I mean, these first quarters have been unbelievable. Again, in this game, I think they were leading 18-2, to if I remember correctly. So uh, that's been a theme, which I think is a positive. They obviously know they got off to the slow start, and they're trying to, to bank some wins here while they can. And that's all you can ask for. I mean, some might argue that look at who they're playing against, but if you're a good team, this is what you're supposed to do against that type of competition. And the homestand kicked off with that game against the Lakers, which we all know that Giannis and crew gets up for, for the Lakers games. We know how much he enjoys playing against AD. And although LeBron wasn't on the court, he was on the bench. So there's, you know, a little something extra to add there. And, um, they knocked the Lakers off, came back and, and beat the Thunder. The Magic game, the first one, um, they started off fast, as you mentioned, but that lead dwindled to the point where in that fourth quarter we thought, we won't see our starters again. It's, you know, this game is in the bag. The bench will finish it up. But nope, starters had to come back. And I feel like that Magic game, the very first one, was a necessary wake-up call for the team to kind of be like, you cannot let your foot off the gas. Like, all gas, no breaks. You cannot give – you can't you can't take anyone lightly. Like you might be up by twenty at some point, but listen, twenty point leads can evaporate very quickly. And you saw them take that far more serious in that second game against the Magic, where they just they did not let up. It was just a constant onslaught, and they carried that over into Detroit, and well against Detroit, I would say. And honestly, that's all I really asked for is to see what they're doing in each game and to see that they're making improvements. Also, one thing to point out with this homestand. What a great time for for Chris and Drew to kind of get right <laughs> after missing some time. Like this is the kind of the kind of games you really want to have um, against this competition level. No disrespect to the Magic, Thunder, Pistons, and Lakers, but these are some great games to get back into a groove. And I was worried about Drew yesterday. It seemed like he tweaked his ankle, um, like non-contact, just kind of fell to the ground. I was really worried, but then he just went completely berserk in the third quarter. So. I don't know if he needs to sit down just, you know, <laughs> periodically throughout the games to get himself ready to go. But it was really good to see him getting that ball in the hoop um, in that Pistons game. Yeah, with Drew, we, we may as well just roll into Drew Holiday because as, as you sort of pointed to, he found some rhythm. Uh, that incident where he went down, it, I think, and I, I don't know for sure, but it, it looks like maybe he got kicked in the back of the, the sort of the back of the leg or the ankle area. And which I don't know what he felt. But, you know, when people – I don't need to go into it. We know what I'm talking about here. But when yeah. big plays go down like that, I wonder if he wondered, like, what the hell's going on here? I'm, like, at half court. Uh, but he actually got up straight away, and he had a pretty pretty mean step back on that play there. But the thing that's interesting about Drew, uh, we've been talking all season long about his efficiency at the rim. It hasn't been there. There were still some sort of strange attempts last night. Um, but he did knock down the threes. And honestly – those threes that he was taking where the Detroit defender was like, all right, I'm just going to go under the screen. I mean, that's clearly what they were told to do because he's been shooting the ball so poorly. So it makes sense 
But uh, if those are the looks that he's going to get, he's just going to keep shooting them. He was able to knock some of them down. I mean, they were shoot-around threes that he was taking because no one was up there defending him. And like I said, as they probably shouldn't, he's been shooting terrible to this point in the season. We'll see now whether he can start to get a little bit of a rhythm if that's the way that they're going to continue to defend him in pick-and-roll situations because, uh, you know, last year we saw it. I've said it before. I don't expect that Drew Holiday... Like, it's always funny to me. Like, I looked at his jump shot last year and we spoke about the step backs that he would take and some of these difficult shots. But a lot of the times, it's such a flat looking shot. And yeah. and I, I was always I was always shocked last year. It took me the whole season to think, man, how is this guy hitting such a high percentage on these shots? They don't look like they're going to go in. Now, ultimately, it fell off in the postseason. Um, but we'll see. I, again, I don't expect him to be a 40% three-point shooter, but if he can get above 35, that would be nice rather than the high 20s, low 30s. That would change things. Yeah. It would. It really would. And what Drew tends to do, um, he takes what the defense gives him most of the time. So if that's the shot that they're going to give him, he's going to have to be confident in knocking that down. And that third quarter spark that he had, where I think that's where he hit all of his threes, was in that third quarter. Um, I It was... It had to be feel good to see the ball go in the hoop a little bit for him because, as you mentioned, it's been really rough sledding for him. So hopefully he can stack upon that. And I'm still not sure exactly what's going on when he gets by the rim. Um, he's generally a lot more consistent than what he has been. So hopefully that touch can come back as well. And he, if he gets that going back, his shooting, like his numbers will look so much better because he misses like two or three bunnies, it feels like, every game. Yeah, the, it's it's been kind of strange. And that's why I said I'm almost not worried about that kind of stuff just because it's so out of character for him. I think that right. uh, I think that he'll eventually uh, be fine. Season high, 22 points for him. feels weird to say that 22 points is a season high because we saw him have these games last year where he would go off for 30. And a lot of the times it was in these big games. So, yeah, maybe he'll start to catch a rhythm again when you are shooting. And, and like I said, I, he's kind of got sort of that flat shot. And if you've had ankle issues and you've had foot issues, yeah, maybe you haven't got quite the bounce that you had last season. So, again, it's way too early to be really, really worried about uh, Drew. But it's just been kind of weird to see because he was so consistent uh, last year. I'll tell you who hasn't been consistent. That's the Detroit Lions. They're playing football right now. I haven't even looked at the score. I don't even know what the score is, Camille, but I'm, I'm comfortable going ahead with this ad read saying that the Lions are probably sucking right now. And I think they're playing the, are they playing the Bears. Oh, they already lost to the Bears in a very oh. embarrassing fashion. So oh, you're, you're right on. Like, you already knew. You already knew. I know. And and I tell you what, that takes some some confidence for me to say that when they're playing the Bears of all team, and I was still confident that they were going to lose. But anyway, it's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means, football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and eating. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. There's more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. There's football, basketball, college hoops, NHL, whatever you want, boxing, UFC, it's all there. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Uh, that's Bet Online. Uh, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. All right, as I said right off the top, thanks for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every day. Or uh, like I said, maybe I don't know whether people have a day off. I'm going to have to check whether you, how dedicated you guys are to listening to Locked On Bucks. I'm going to try to get this up at some <laughs> point uh, this evening. But we appreciate it anyway. And then I was speaking about football uh, just before the break there. If you're a Packers fan, go check out Locked On Packers with Peter Pukowski as well. But Camille, let's talk about Giannis. Just a standard... Giannis game here with 33 points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals. 
two blocks. Are you worried when he just looks like a man that is is uh, really struggling to breathe? It doesn't make me feel good to watch him labor um, in a game in November against the Pistons. Uh, to the point where I'm like, where are you going to the locker room? Like, what's what is going on? And his explanation after the game was kind of like he just kind of needed a moment to kind of calm himself, you know, catch his breath. And he's mentioned before in the past that sometimes he gets too excited while he's playing the game. He kind of just goes a little too hard, and he has to kind of take a step back, calm down, get back into the moment. That's a man, by the way. That. That's a, that's a man that really loves playing basketball when he gets too worked up for a Pistons game. So shout out to Giannis. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that's that's Giannis. So for me, when I see that, I'm kind of like, you know what? If he wasn't going all out, he wouldn't really be Giannis. That's part of his DNA. Like that's what I expect for him to do. Although sometimes as a fan, I might be watching and be like, please, like it's the Pistons in November. <laughs> just just calm down a little bit. But it goes back to my earlier point where I mean Bud was getting on them too about you cannot let up. If you if you have your opponent down. You got to keep stumping them down. And Giannis has taken that directive very seriously. And seeing him like just come back into the game and and laugh and, and just seem to be more himself, the worries ease very quickly. Because my first thought when I saw him kind of heading back to the locker room, it happened after that crazy alley-oop that he had. So I was thinking, like, did he did he did he hurt himself? Did, did something happen on this play? Did I miss something? But it was just him being winded, which he gets from time to time. So he always does say that he needs time to get himself into playing shape. He needs to get back into condition and be ready to play. So hopefully, you know, in a few more months, he'll, you know, a game against the Pistons again won't uh, won't have him this drain this early. So it's funny to me because I and and I normally watch every game live. And <clears throat> so it's very rare for me to, to watch a game on replay. And I did this last night because I had some other uh, um, work stuff come up. I actually had to watch the Raptors and Memphis game um, for another job. And I tweeted this out, but I've got distracted from my point that I was going to make here. But during a timeout, they had the Grizzlies mascot. The Undertaker's music was playing. The Grizzlies mascot came out dressed as the Undertaker. And then he like sent a light lightning bolt down to kill a turkey. <laughs> and then he just walked off. So honestly, I watched the Bucks game. Uh, on a replay, and I, I felt like just to see that Undertaker skit was worth it. Honestly, if you find, I need to see that clip. Um, you know, I'm an I'm a old school wrestling fan, so an Undertaker, you know, callback. I have to see that. That's yeah, genius. I, yeah, I don't know whether it's on the Memphis Grizzlies Twitter, but it might be. But anyway, you you might be able to find something there. I don't know. I tweeted a photo of it anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> quite, doesn't quite tell the full picture. But anyway, so the point being that I saw people tweeting about Giannis and. He, whether it was concern or hey, he's doing this again. And and I, so when I was watching this game on replay, I found myself just watching Giannis the whole time running up and down. And honestly, yeah, I mean, I just think that he was working his ass off. You could say unnecessarily, but I think you put it best when you said, well, if he didn't do that, he wouldn't be Giannis. The other thing that came to my head was the fact that I can't really bring myself to be too concerned about Giannis when he does this anymore, considering that he was doing it in like back-to-back NBA finals games at the nine-minute mark calling to come off the floor. So I feel like that stress level of thinking, what is going on? And then after the game, he's like, yeah, I'm taking a tinkle. It's like, no, you're not. You just look like you, it's like you, look like you can't breathe, man. So I, honestly, I think that's the peak of like worrying about like, is he okay? Like what is happening here? And again, anyone that read the the GQ article where he spoke about the lengths that he pushes his body to, I guess that's the only thing that I would be concerned about is the fact that 
he doesn't really know, even though like his body, and this is just me saying what it looks like from the outside, but even though his body is telling him like, you can't really breathe right now. You need to chill out. He won't, he can't physically stop himself from the next play doing something absolutely crazy. And he had that uh, possession where he was fouled and he laid on the ground uh, for you know, 20 seconds or whatever it was, just catching his breath. And I wasn't concerned that he was doing that because if you watched him just before that play, he had his hands on his knees, he could barely move. He was telling Bud to get him out of the game. But then when he saw the action start to happen, in his head, something flicked and he's like, I've got to like go and try and dunk on 15 people. And then he realized that after he made the play, he's like, oh yeah, I can't breathe again. you know. And he was just laying down. It's just like, I don't know how he does it. It's just this crazy mentality, but he's uh, he's truly one of a kind. You know, that's that's one thing I, I've been watching for Giannis is he's mentioned that when he gets tired, he will tell Bud, like, I need to come out. And I've seen him a few times where he just kind of points to the bench like, like I need to I need to go. I need to sit for a while. And honestly, the play that you mentioned where he's laying on the ground, I was like, Giannis is picking up some savvy vet moves. You got to take your time, yeah, yeah, yeah. catch your breath. And well, he doesn't have to do. 10 seconds anymore. So he's like, no, I'm just going to lay on the ground for 10 seconds. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And even when he did his free, his free throw routine after laying down on the ground, he did take extra time before he walked up to the line to kind of steady himself again before taking his throws. So it's nice to see him picking up some of those vet, you know, just kind of I'm going to get some breathers when I can on the court, no matter how I can get it. Um, but also being able to see when he's like, I need to come out and having the awareness to say like, you know, I, I need to sit instead of trying to play through that. I think as he continues to get older, um, that's something that we'll see more of him, just knowing his body and knowing when he needs a breather. And honestly, I'm just going to trust Giannis uh, to do what's best and trust that the Bucks medical staff knows him as well. Like at this point, I just, I just trust that Giannis is doing what's best for him. And like you mentioned, even if he's gassed and he sees the action coming towards him, he's going to react. He naturally is just going to react. And then he'll just get tired again afterwards. So uh, I'm not too worried about it. It's just something I do keep an eye on because I don't want to see him burn himself out before we even hit all-star break. Who was that block on? Uh, the the, the, the oh, chase the one down. That, was it Saban Lee or Frank Jackson? I, or, I, I think it was Lee. Yeah. I mean, just, that was called a goaltend initially, and then they had to review it. I mean, just ridiculous. I don't even know what to say about it. Just crazy. You know what? The one thing that is like, I was thinking about this watching him last night. He, uh, we've spoken before. He, he has had gone through stretches where he's picked up a lot of fouls. Admittedly, a lot of them have come on the offensive end, but I just mm-hmm. don't. I don't know. I mean, people that have watched the game for a long, a lot longer than me will be able to tell me if there's anyone that compares going back, and I'm sure there is. But his timing on these blocks right now is just insane he doesn't foul and it's crazy it's like how are you not fouling like the way he throws his body but his ability to go 170 percent with his body at the ball but then not collect any body just be completely clean hand on ball is just i i've i it's i don't know how it still shocks me but it does and it feels like he's just getting better at it yeah because we saw the glimpses where he was starting to figure out how to time his strides to match yeah. up with whoever he's chasing down like I would say maybe eight out of 10 times. It's probably a clean block. It's probably clean. I can only think of one time recently where I was like, that should have been a foul. Yeah. And it was the one on AD where he was trying to chase AD down oh, yeah. and he caught a lot of body. He didn't <laughs> yeah, get called yeah. for that one. Yeah. He got the benefit of the doubt on that one. So, uh, but like you mentioned, normally it's clean. It's, it's, it's almost like it's an art. Really. It is. It's an art form to be able to time yourself that well, have that much body control, that much awareness and, it's always fun to see. Like I know the dunks, you know, that's the bigger highlights, but the blocks, I think the blocks deserve way more credit and way more showtime than what they actually do get. 
Yeah, I, going back about a month ago, I tried to get him to explain to me like what goes through his head when he's trying to block a shot. And he he did as he always does. He gave a long answer, was very considerate, really thoughtful. But ultimately, he just came back to the fact that, I don't know, man, I, I just do it. it. It just like happens. It's like a natural reflex, which makes sense. And by the way, shout out to him. If I ever get to a point where I'm breathing like that when I'm exercising, I stop. And then I tell myself, man, you really pushed yourself today. That's like something to feel. <laughs> that's something to feel proud about. So Giannis, uh, maybe we should all, you know, maybe we shouldn't. I mean, look after your health, first of all. But you, know, yeah. you, you can push yourself. There's no doubt about that. The other theory I have for what could have been gone wrong, what could have been going wrong with Giannis is... Uh, Maybe he had milk guts. Uh, this, <laughs> this is a guy that spent all night dunking his Oreos into into milk. So maybe he had some sort of stomach thing going on. He was milk, milk sloshing around in there. But I would recommend to Giannis if he was going to dunk his Oreos in milk, then he should try dunking his Bilt Bars in milk. That's that's what I would suggest. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year again uh, if you're a fan of Built Bars, uh, like myself, because it's Black Friday. Built is going all out to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that ever was in the history of Black Fridays. New limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. If you want high-end deliciousness at a discount all through Black Friday weekend, get at least 20% off everything at Built.com. Just enter the promo code LOCKED20. There's a new flavor, Ruby Chocolate Puffs. I, I haven't tried this, mm. but, but it's telling me it's marshmallowy goodness covered in unique chocolate, ruby chocolate. I don't know what that is. It sounds good. I've never good. heard of ruby chocolate. It sounds good. This has never been done with a built bar before. There's dark chocolate, there's white chocolate, and now ruby chocolate joins the built bar club. But you're going to have to just buy it, honestly. I don't know what to tell you. There's also a lemon dipped cheesecake puffs. And uh, there is a, another new built bar called Crave Bar. I, I don't know. They, they're going crazy right now. A built black. Friday weekend isn't complete without the word free. Buy any box of Built Bars through Sunday and get two of their brand new candy bars, Built Crave, for free. Built has finally done it. They've come up with a candy bar that is a great alternative to the bar that claims to satisfy. It's caramel-flavored chocolate loaded with peanuts that gives it a nutty, chocolatey, so good, sweet candy bar taste. Honestly, it's like 8.30 a.m. where I am right now, and I am just feel like having a Built Bar. Anyway. You, if you've if you've listened to all this, I know you're probably already on the website. But you get twenty percent off built bars and two free crave bars, all at built.com. Plus, you can get sixty percent off built broth and built boost, and forty percent off built swag. Just enter the code lock twenty at built.com. All right, I barely got any energy left after that built bar read. Honestly, it was like honestly. As I mentioned, I'm I'm still waiting to eat Thanksgiving dinner. That was a great built bar read. I went to their website during that read. That's how convincing of a read that was, and how hungry I am too. So, like this vanilla cream on this website, I might make my first built bar uh, purchase. So you're good at your job, Kane. You're mm. good at your job. Twenty mm. percent off. I mean, come on. Let's uh, let's take advantage of that. Uh, what about Bobby Porter? So. We, we, we haven't got too much time here. You've got food to cook. You've got food to eat. I've actually got to get a haircut. I'm always wearing this locked on Bucks hat, but I've got to get a haircut. So I've got to get run into that as well. But Bobby Portis last night, he's been absolutely superb on the offensive end uh, since he's come into the starting lineup. Another 28 points, had one of those ridiculous shooting nights from three, six for seven. I spoke about this the first time he went six for seven from three, and he bumped his three point percentage up from around thirty four percent to forty percent. Now I think now I think he's actually up to like forty five or forty six or something silly like that. 
I saw, I think it was Frank that was talking about or tweeting about the fact that we've all joked, well, the three-point percentage is going to come down. And here we are. It's up around where it was last year, and the volume is even more. Bobby Portis is playing out of his mind right now. Last night was super fun. The crowd was fired up. You know, I mean, we spoke about this. I didn't know what to expect with Bobby Portis coming in, and I should have known what to expect. I mean, this is a guy that works his ass off all the time. It was clear that he was going to have a good season. Could he be better than last year? I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. Again, he's in a little hot stretch here, as as we've seen before. But it does just make me think and remind me about how little the Bucks are paying him and how that all played out. And the fact they were able to get him back is is honestly pretty critical, particularly through the regular season where they're going to need every bit of his energy and his scoring and his rebounding and everything else that he brings to the table. Yeah, Bobby has really stepped up. Um, Double-digit rebounding numbers, I believe, over his last four or five games. Like He has really answered the call. He has been scoring the ball. He has been rebounding the ball. He has been hustling. And being at home, if there's nothing I love more than Bobby Portis, it's how much Milwaukee loves Bobby Portis. It's it's an amazing relationship just to see how they cheer him on and how he cheers them back on. Like it's it's the energy between the two is it's it's just a beautiful thing. I love to see it. Um, but Bobby has been so valuable. The fact that we were able to get him back on the contract that we got him on has been a steal. Um and I hope he keeps this going. I have been wondering that once Brooke comes back, I wonder how it will affect um, Bobby's performance because he'll have just a you know less minutes and out there and he won't be starting with the group so I'm curious to see how he looks when he goes back to that bench role but knowing Bobby and seeing what he was able to do last year I have full confidence he'll continue being a very key part of the team and also having another year in the system I think that comfort level has just gone up with Bobby getting used to his teammates a little bit more the system itself so Bobby has been everything we could hope he would be Bobby Pat uh the key got called to the bench mob really like they they've been they've been awesome and even watching Grayson Allen like what a great pickup he's been he still surprises me almost every game with something he does he had one play I can't remember if it was this game or the last one where like he was going to finish kind of like a euro and he passed out of the euro behind him and I was like Grayson you can you got that in your bag too like I I didn't know I was not aware thank you for enlightening me on that one so I mean, this Bucks team has a lot to to get excited about. The only thing we have to, you know, do is get healthy. Um, that's part of why I haven't really been worried too much about the status of the team so far because injuries and now we're stacking some wins together, stacking some wins up, and it's still early in the season. Um, after a five-game win streak, I think we're, what, three games out of first now? So things change quickly at this point in the season, and – Bobby's going to continue being a key part of that along with some of the other guys that we've picked up this season. Yeah, this is, you know, during the regular season, I always say this, but there's different stretches in the in the schedule where teams will get a boost, teams will drop off a little bit, whether it's an injury at a bad time. Uh, we saw that last year for the Bucks when they were out West and Drew Holiday mm-hmm. was out in health and safety protocols. So you always have to keep that in mind, but it is a little staggering to me that they're only one game behind the Bulls who have been one of the, the most talked about teams all season long. For good reason, the Bulls have been awesome, but... Uh, it's just crazy to look at the standings there. And Bobby's just so lovable. He's smiling. He he's always, he's picking up his like opposition. He's smacking them on the ass if they do something good. He's just a he's just a lovable guy. Last night was the first time I saw any real sentiment on Twitter saying uh, Bobby should just start. And people are, and this always happens, you know. Brooke Lopez is out. The Bucks start winning some games against us beyond our shitty teams, and all of a sudden people are like, "Well, maybe he could start." Okay, we're just going to pump the brakes on that. But I think that the conversation is interesting in terms of. How do you maximize Bobby Portis? You do that, obviously, by having 
playing him alongside Giannis. If you look at the advanced numbers, I haven't got them up here. Um, I'm up too early to have any of those types of numbers in front of me here. But if you look at the numbers, when he is on the floor with Giannis, Giannis can mask everything because Giannis is just an absolute genius defensively. And he's so good on the other end, uh, Giannis, that the advanced numbers all look still really good, um, particularly from a defensive point of view. The problem for Bobby has been, what do you do when he's the only big on the floor with no Giannis and obviously no Brook? And it hasn't been pretty. That's been the case this year. Of course, this year, again, he's had to play in some pretty awful lineups. But that is the only question because, look, uh, we saw Bobby, and, and like I said, everyone loves him, but we saw last year he was really not playable in a series against Brooklyn. So this is still the question mark going forward. Obviously, Brook's going to start when he comes back. We hope that mm-hmm. he's healthy. The defense will be an absolute juggernaut again when, when Brook and Giannis are out there together. But it is interesting. How do you mix and match Bobby? How do you maximize him? Probably the minutes next to Giannis make a lot of sense. Then it gets difficult because we said we like some Giannis at the five minutes. We want Brook Lopez out there. Everyone's better when they play next to Giannis. So it's just a, a fine balancing act. But come on. Don't be silly with the Brook stuff. Let's not go down that path. We want that big man back. By the way, did you see the video I tweeted of Chris yes. Middleton? <laughs> Chris Middleton hit the half-court shot. And again, I watched this on a delay. So I, if this was like late news to Twitter, I apologize. I don't know whether anyone tweeted about it. But honestly, it caught my attention that uh, Chris Mills and hit this half-court shot and Brook Lopez jumped up and sprinted to Bud and gave him a hug. And Bud, Bud was like very awkward. He looked kind of shocked about what was happening, but it was a great moment. It really was. And honestly, like we mentioned how lovable Bobby is, but the guys on this team, like, they yeah. are easy to cheer for. Like, I love Brook Lopez's personality. I love Bobby. Like, this is just a great team of guys. Like, they're easy to cheer for. And I did see that clip when you tweeted it. I did not notice that in real time watching the game. But I kept replaying the video, and I was like, why is he hugging Bud? I kept (laughs) looking at it like, what's going on here? And I was just like, Brooks just being Brooke here. Like, he's (laughs) – that guy's a character. He is a real character. Well, you know me. I'm always looking for the big things uh, in a game. Uh, That was one of them. Hey, let's wrap it up. You go finish your food. Go eat. Have a great day. And uh, and like I said, I'm going to run out and get this haircut. I bought a bike the other day, so I'm going for a bike ride today as well. So nice. And when I get so exhausted, I'm just going to keep riding and riding until I, I like, until I black out and ride into the river. This might be the last. <laughs> this might be the last podcast I ever do, but I'm going to have that Giannis mentality. So let's see how we go. Hey, Camille, thanks a lot, honestly, for taking the time today. You didn't have to do that today, but I certainly appreciate it. No problem. It was always good talking to you. Always a good time. All right, check out the Technical Foul podcast with Camille. Uh, they're they're dropping once a week as well, so make sure you check that out. And until then, stay safe. Enjoy time with friends, family, whoever it is, whatever you're doing, wherever you are around the world, and we will catch you guys to start next week.